We are live. What is going on? Welcome, welcome back to another episode of RCM Podcast, or like I, as I wish I should have said, the RCM Podcast. <laughs> Remember, country music as always. I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, I'm excited because today we got Hallie Kearns. Hallie, thank you for coming. I'm appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is gonna be fun. She's a uh, she's a hard one to get a handle of. All right, listen. <laughs> she canceled on me. She sends voice memos. <laughs> I'm just going to expose you right now. It's fine. Let's start off like this. Let's just hash it all out right up front. Let's just get it all out now. So there's no built up frustration and then yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. get after it. <laughs> but, uh, I just so need multiple voice memos for every single thing you sent me. It was just responding. It's so much quicker and easier. And Hey, I agree. I wish more people did it because I because you said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this is weird. And I was like, no, this is fantastic. I love this. Like, then I don't it is to- a little weird, but awesome. <laughs> I was like, different, weird, different. (laughs) Different's a nice word for saying that you're a complete weirdo for sending me voice memos. Right, right. But um, thanks for coming to hang out. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. Yeah, of course. You, um, you've been up to a lot this, uh, in this, in this weird year, you've been up to a lot. So this, this is fantastic. And I think for you, that's great. That's what you wanted to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Well, why don't you give a little, just a quick little backstory about yourself so that everyone listening, I mean, honestly, I probably know a little bit of the backstory, but why don't you just give anyone listening the backstory about yourself? Just quick. Absolutely. Yeah. So starting out, um, I started playing guitar when I was about 13 years old. This is kind of like the really quick version, but um, I was about 13, started teaching myself chords on YouTube. And then um, when I was about 15, I played my first open mic and I realized like I just had this weird love for it that I couldn't explain. And I spent hours and hours and hours in my bedroom. All I wanted to do in my free time was play guitar and sing. And so when I was about 16, 17, my junior year of high school, um, my dad had a conversation with me, like, you know, what's the next steps We're we're getting to the college age, you know, start planning those next steps after high school. And, uh, I just told him, I was like, I think I want to do music. I think I want to be a singer. And he's like, okay, awesome. Like, what, what does that look like? And I was just like, I, I don't know. I have absolutely (laughs) no idea, but let's figure it out together. So, um, I moved to Kansas city when I was 18, right after I graduated high school and started kind of, I guess I kind of leaned into like the industry side of things more starting out the more business side of music. I started shadowing some artists and, um, helped schedule a radio tour that was like seven states or sorry, seven states, 70 stations. Um, and it was like seven weeks long and we just kind of, I did PR for her and I was kind of just touring all over as her PR publicist type girl. And then after that, I started applying kind of things I'd learned through that marketing wise to my own career and into booking and all that sort of thing. And I played out like it was 300 something shows in four years in Kansas city. And then March of 2019, I moved to Nashville and started writing. Look at that. That's dope. That's cool. (laughs) Hey, the the spark notes version. I love it. That's what I'd say. The spark notes version. That's how I got through college. Spark notes. Right, right. (laughs) Um, hey, mom, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I really studied hard. Um, the person who like signed your degree, they're like, wait a second. <laughs> like, my degree's upstairs. I can't take it away now. I have it. I'm done. I, um, so where did you go for the radio tour? What states did you hit? Did you just hit we a, a lot areas? of Midwestern? So we were Missouri, Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, um, Arkansas, Tennessee, and I'm missing one. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I've, uh, I've always wanted to just kind of see the rest. So I'm from the Northeast as many, as many, as 
as most of you people know, because a lot of you are probably my friends, but I live in New Jersey and um, hopefully not for long. And um, I, I went to school in Connecticut and I actually worked for, the reason why I asked was because I worked for a radio station in Connecticut um, for a year or so. Yeah, about a year. Um, okay. And uh, I, I didn't know if you hit that area. I know someone who did hit my exact station when I wasn't there, which is why no I asked. Oh, um, that had to be so unlikely just with how small Connecticut is. And hey, it's weird too, because that same person has a mutual, well, they're friends with someone who's a sister of one of my friends. Oh, Very yeah. Odd. The world is so small. It's just so freaky. I'm like, how does this work? Like, yeah. how did this happen? So, you know, I always like to ask because you never know. What if we know someone? That'd be cool. Um, but that's cool. You know, you get a different uh, side of it. You know, you do the whole PR thing. And um, I know a little bit about the PR too, but um, that's awesome. So you get like kind of, so so do you think that, that, that starting out that whole business side kind of really helped you um, when you did make, make your move to Nashville and, you know, as you're going through the ropes kind of there doing your thing, does that help you? Cause you know, in the back of your head, that whole backside, and you're not just kind of relying on someone else, if you know what I mean. For- yeah, I think it did help a lot. Um, mostly because I, I got to determine really early on that not only do I love the performing aspect and like getting in front of people and, um, entertaining, but I really do love like the weird, little tedious grind part of what makes up this industry because performing and doing that kind of, you know, the fun stuff, um, I'm doing air quotes right now. I've realized no one can see me, but I'm doing air quotes. The fun stuff is, um, it's like 3% of what you're actually doing most of the time. So a lot of it's like, um, a lot of research on marketing and that kind of thing that goes into it, at least the way I'm trying to handle it. So I got to determine really early that that was, um, it's something I love and I really do enjoy that part of it also. So yeah. made me very confident going into the other things that I right. knew I had that to fall back on for sure. And that that's so cool because you see, um, you know, and this isn't a dog on anyone who's done this, but you see people who turn 18, they graduate high school and they say, Oh, I'm going to go move to Nashville and pursue music. And, and that to a lot of people is going to bars and, and, you know, doing the, doing the thing that most people do, you know, playing, playing the shows at the bars and, and doing that kind of thing. But there's a whole other side of it that can take you a lot farther, social media, marketing through social media, and especially now, and, you know, meeting the right people and kind of building that team. And there's this whole other side that I think people don't really technically realize. It's not you just taking your guitar, walking down Broadway and just saying, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, that is part of it. Yeah, that sure. is definitely part of it. But yeah. there's a whole other side to it, too. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite parts about this industry is just the way you really can go about it any way you want and you get to create it from the ground up and every person's path is different. And and it's not just like, a oh, you can do it any way you want, but you really can create it into whatever you want to make it like really you can go down one path that, you know, you focus more on that kind of Broadway type thing where you can just work way more on the marketing side of things and more online presence, that sort of deal, or just really create this and know whatever you want it to be. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. Really interesting yeah. that way. Hey, it's uh it's it's your it's your game. You just decide how it ends. That's that's kind of a, a good way to put it. Um, so do you think you're pretty active on on social medias? You are, which mm-hmm. I think is a really good thing because I mean I am too for the most part. Although I do like to say, as much as I like social media, I wish I didn't have to post as much as I do. I could not agree more. Because social media is a is an animal, and I hate it, but mm-hmm. I also love it at the same time. But your social media looks great. I even have your Instagram up right now, and you got all these cool photo shoots going on. Like you look like the most interesting girl in the world. And then I'm over here <laughs> posting a picture on Christmas Eve with my uh, with my freaking beer socks to say, if you can read this, bring me another beer. My feet are in the camera. That's what I got going on. <laughs> 
think I would trade you, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you the socks. I got them. I got another pair. I'll send them your way. (laughs) We can be twinsies. (laughs) (laughs) But that is really cool. You have have a great, uh, you know, your your vibe on social media is really good. It's very positive. I wanted this year really to hone in on that. And I know it's, it can be a beast for sure. It's kind of that back and forth battle of like, how much do I want to put into this? And also how important is it? Um, but I, I know I'm personally very visual. I'm a very uh, visual learner. And just um, whenever I see someone's project, that's um, a lot of the first impression to me, at least. And I know a lot of people are similar in the way, like if you see cover art, it's, it's kind of like the judge a book by its cover sort of thing. Like as bad as that sounds, it's just, it's the first impression. Um, it's like the hostess at a restaurant. Like it's the first impression you get at that place. So you want that to be strong. And that's why I have an incredible creative director on board because I know how important visuals are and how much I like them, but she's just really good at executing them. So uh, her name's Cece Mule. She's the best. I always like to shout her out because she's Absolutely. just incredible. But um, yeah, she, she's the one who does all that and makes everything look super great. And she's kind of the brains behind the the look of everything. It's that's like awesome. my dream, but her execution for sure. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. I love it. I think um, I, I have to know you have this a, a bunch of pictures down. I don't know where they are. Here they are. I see them now. You got all these cool cars. Where did this car come from? Is, is this wait before before you tell me? Is this your car? This better not be your car. I'm gonna be pissed. I feel like it's cooler if I just kind of leave it a mystery. Oh it's no, not it's not my car. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say I want to take it for a drive. Yeah. That's sick. It's cool. Oh, it's so cool. It's the one from Pick Me Up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually my dad's uh, friend's car in Florida. That's so awesome. That video because I'm like in love with it. It's like my dream car. So, yeah. She just take it. Just say, oh, I'm going to take it for a drive and then never bring I it back. I the keys that day too and he left it there for me. I was like, should I? If I knew how to drive a stick, that thing would be mine. Yep. See that? Hey, <laughs> never <seen> it again. <laughs> my boss got a flat tire. He drives a BMW M4. He got a flat tire and he said, I need you to go and take the, the car and uh, wait for the tow truck to show up. This is a very random side story. Yeah. But um, he, so I go to this lot and his BMW sitting there, beautiful car, right? Beautiful. And the tow truck guy goes, hey, I need you to get it behind the truck because he was in a bad spot, which means I had to drive it like around the lot. It had a flat, so I couldn't couldn't really drive it, which I was pissed because I would have let it loose because it's loud too. It like burbles and it's so loud. And I go to... I. Listen, I drive a Ford Escape. I know it's not. You know, That's my first car. That's my first car. This is my second car, actually, but great car. I yeah. mean, I wish I didn't drive a Ford Escape, but whatever, whatever works for right now. I like and it. I, I get in this car and I go, put it. It goes, put it in reverse. And the BMW like uh, stick is like very weird. It's like different and like nothing I'm ever used to. So I'm like, I don't know how to how the hell to put this car in reverse. I was like, I can't even put it in reverse. So I finally get it in reverse, back up, then put it in drive and then like take off down the parking lot with a flat. Like I should not have been, I just wasn't ready for the amount of power that this car had. Right. Then I turn it around and then he goes, all right, put it in park. And I was like, I don't know how to put it in park. <laughs> I was like, I, he goes, put your foot on the brake, put it in neutral and then pull the parking brake up and then it resets. And I was like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know that? <laughs> No one you told know, me how to do this. You usually have little like, there's like an R and a P. Yeah, there was no P. No, okay. I was like, you know, th- those are usually some good context clues if you ever need that. In the yeah, I know. Yeah, you think I'm a, you think I'm a moron now because I didn't know how to put a car in the park. But I promise you, it was all digitalized and there was a screen and it did not say there was no. It was like I was like moving things up and down. I was putting it in first and second. And I was like, oh no, this is bad. 
finally figured it out after asking the tow truck guy. Super random side story, but if I could have had the chance to take that car, trust me, I yeah. would. Without the flat tire, that thing would have been yours too. And maybe if you could figure out how to drive it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe if I could figure it out. I don't know though, but possibly. <laughs> <laughs> random side story that means absolutely nothing to this episode but i always like to say i love, I love to it. ramble and it happens all the time so i'm yeah, here for it i've ordered a podcast on an interview because we get to talk forever and ever and we get to laugh and it's fun it's fun <laughs> um so you're from columbia missouri correct is that the right yes i am mm-hmm. cool okay so i've never been to missouri okay missouri sounds fun does it do you like missouri <laughs> i love missouri um for the sake of getting to grow up here and come back and visit, I absolutely love it. I would probably not, I'm here right now. So that's why I'm talking about it. Like I'm here. Um, I, I love that I grew up here. I really do. I think I got that the kind of like Midwestern experience growing up and I really like the people from here and all that kind of thing, but I probably wouldn't live here again just because I have um, experienced Nashville and I, and I just love to travel and, you know, be other places. So mm-hmm. I probably just keep going, but I can't say anything bad about it. I loved growing up here. I had a really good experience with my hometown. Um, and then I lived in Kansas City, like I said, for a few years. So that was also really fun. See, I feel like I'd like Kansas City or like St. Louis. Kansas City is awesome. St. Louis is not my thing. Um, no, I don't know the difference. People, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's just kind of like that Kansas City, St. Louis rivalry since the two big cities of Columbia. And um, I have to pick Kansas City because that's where I lived. Are you are you a Kansas City Chiefs? Candid- wow, I can't talk. Are you a Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, of course. You really just make, I mean, I made fun of you. Go ahead and make fun of me. It's okay. okay. You started this whole podcast off roasting me. So we gotta, I got to give it back a little bit. Yeah, I'll take it. It's all right. It's all right. Um, okay. Love the Chiefs. Um, tell me to name three players. Can you name you know? one player? Yes. Who? Patrick Mahomes. Come on. Can you name two? Give me a second one. No. You really can't name what I, I can give you one big one. Uh, okay. He, give it to me. He's really, really fast. Really, really fat. Um, no, not fat. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Well, if you can name Patrick Mahomes, you're all right. I'll take <laughs> as long as you can name Patrick Mahomes, you know, I'll take it. All the right. actual Chiefs fans out there are like this girl's <laughs> not a Chiefs fan, but I'm I love watching football. I love any watching any kind of sports and sports outing, anything like that. But as far as like actually knowing any stats or any players' names or anything, I'm out. I'm so hey, out. that's okay. As long as you're watching, you know, that's yeah. all right. It's all right. But as long as you can name Patrick Mahomes, you know, Super Bowl winning team, you know, I think at least you can name the quarterback. That's all right. Farther <laughs> than a lot of Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so do you okay, then let me ask you now. If you can pick one other place besides Nashville, unless maybe Nashville's not your answer, to live, where would it be? Easily. Uh Charleston, South Carolina. That's a good one. Is that the is it beachy down there? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It is gorgeous. It's like uh straight out of uh, Nicholas Sparks book like it's or movie or whatever it's absolutely stunning it's just so it's so romantic feeling like it's just so pretty everywhere it smells good it, it's always warm like I just I love Charleston so much it feels like home to me and I can't explain why so that's I hope awesome. one day to like retire there or something that's awesome I don't even know I you know uh, this isn't I mean I want to move to Nashville and see what I could do in Nashville oh yeah you got to you'll love it yeah. um, I, I have family out there a little bit in, in Franklin and uh I love Nashville. I do. I think it'd be great for, for, for a few years, maybe, maybe more than a few, but um, who knows? Who knows? Sorry, you would be- it's like our age and creatively inspired and stuff. And just, um, 
loving music way too much. So I think you'd, I think you fit in just great. For sure. You know, what I think is great. And I think, and I've actually reiterated this a ton of times is that I think everyone's kind of there to help everyone. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, whether you're doing music or whether you're doing this, like whether you're doing like podcasting is apparently a thing now too. So like when it, whether you're doing that or, you know, this, you know, I feel like everyone's kind of there to do everything. I mean, not going to lie. I don't know if you saw this pretty hyped about it. I got a shout out from whiskey jam last night or today, this morning. You could see that. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, come yeah. on, let's do it. You can go every week. You can I, be there every week. I want to go so bad. You have no idea. Ward, I, I don't know if you're listening, Ward, or not. I mean, I told you about this, so maybe you are. But if you are listening, Ward knows that his hats burn my pocket. I have a hat problem, and I have five Whiskey Jam hats. Oh, I love it. That's I have a hat addiction. It's not even a problem. Yeah. It's an addiction. I got well, a lot of hair. If you're going to have advice, that's it. I know. I got a lot of hair. I got, I got to keep all the, all the hair in, in, intact, right? But the, flow, the flow doesn't, it's got to stay tamed, right? You can't tell, but I got a lot of hair going on back here. Let the flow was, go wild. I had a mullet for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> she says, oh, no. Yeah, trust me. Pre-quarantine, right before quarantine, got a mullet. What was that trend about? Everyone know. mulleted it. I only got it for one reason, though. Mulleted it? Mulleted. What was the reason? Morgan Wallen told me to do it. Of course. I had to. If he told me I had to do it, I mean. Wait, personally told you to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You kind of have to do that. I, yeah. I think I would get a mullet if he told me to. See, that's so, <laughs> see, people ask me, they go, okay, maybe I would have too. If you go look at my TikTok, yeah. it's there. You'll see the video. It is there. He, <laughs> he, he did it. He did. He told me to do it. Well, it was more of my cousin's friends asking him if I should do it. And then he was like, is that a question? And I was like, because I wasn't in Connecticut. I wasn't like, or in Jersey. I was in Knoxville. And I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow at 5 a.m. And he was like, all right. I was like, we're not going to get out of here till like one. And he's like, okay, 3 a.m. Got him all. Went to sleep, woke up an hour later, went to the airport. No way. What a time. (laughs) Yeah. And they were just chopping. They were just chopping in the bathroom like this. And we had my uncle on FaceTime and he was like, my God. And I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, um, it looks good. I was like, I don't Hair's know. Hair's just flying everywhere. And it was because <laughs> I had a lot of hair at that point. It was pretty nuts. It was pretty yeah. nuts. But <laughs> at least we established that if Morgan Wallen told you to get a mullet, you'd do it. Absolutely. Established. Morgan Wallen, tell Allie get a mullet. She'll do it. I'm so scared now. <laughs> like, that wasn't me. I have no idea who said that. that was You're going to get a DM. Um, get a mullet, please. <laughs> um, so you uh, let's let's get into um, the big the big uh, the big topic here topic that i've been waiting for i'm excited to talk about because it's going to be cool and uh you just came out with your debut ep clap it up clap it up clap it up Woohoo! yeah Yeah. all the virtual claps i love it it's great so it's called finally Mm -hmm. and you released it on your birthday and obviously when this is being recorded it was you know a little while back but um it's called Finally, released on your birthday, and it's got one, two, three, four, five songs, and it's awesome, and you did a fantastic job on it, Thank and you. way to go. Seriously, way to go. It really, it really is really, really good, and Thank I you. truly mean that. So what is it like? Is it relieving where you're just like, here you go? Was it yeah. like you didn't want, you were just so done with it to the point where you're like, I, I can't even look at it here, or was it just like, like, I want you all to listen to this? I think I felt every emotion possible with this release. I 
was in New Orleans when it came out on my birthday. We went to my uh, friend's family's home in New Orleans to kind of celebrate birthday and release weekend. And um, we got there and we waited up till 11 p.m., which is when it came out. And I just sat there and stared at the wall and they're like playing all the way through all five songs. And I'm just like, I have no words. I am emotionless right now. I feel so numb. And then we got about three songs in and I just start sobbing like uncontrollably, which was so dramatic, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was necessary. I think it was just like this pent up like stress and excitement and fear and anxiety and everything all at once. And then it just like poured out of me and I just cried and cried. Then I laughed and then we popped champagne. Then, you know, we did all of it. So it was, um, it was such an awesome weekend. I really tried to stay off my phone as hard as that is during release weekend. Cause you know, your phone's blown up more than ever, especially with the dual birthday day. So it was, it was a lot, but I was just like overly just grateful for everything, but also just wanting to really be present and soak that in. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome. I don't think I realized how stressed out I was and until I got home, I got home on December 18th, I want to say for Christmas. And I've done, I've had the laziest Christmas break out of, I think the, anyone in the entire world, I think I would put myself up next to them and just be like, I don't think you could have been lazier than I was. I slept more these past, like, you know, this past week and a half than I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> hibernation, hibernation. <laughs> I really just decompressed and I'm really excited to get back though. I leave tomorrow to head back to Nashville and I'm excited for the new year and just to kick things back into gear and start it all over again. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Where'd you come up with the title? Uh, well, I think I know the answer to this, but where'd you come up with the, uh, with the title for it? <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. So, uh, I was really struggling with the title of it, what to name it. I was kind of, we were leaning towards something about pick me up, but I didn't want people to get confused with the single and I wanted maybe to take a lyric from that or something, but nothing was really sticking out to me. So I called my dad and I was like, yeah, I'm still like kind of fighting this title. I don't know what to call it yet. And he's like, huh, how about finally? And I was like, fantastic. Hey, that's kind of cool. You know, he was kidding, but I was like, that's, that's kind of cool. So I sat with it for a minute and I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Cause not only is it finally out after five years of actively pursuing this dream, but, um, it's, I feel like I've finally found my voice as an artist. Mm -hmm. I finally like stepped into myself and who I am. And just, I just feel like it's finally time to have music out. So it just, it all around felt like the right title. Hey, I think that's honestly, I think it was perfect. And Thanks. it's also, it, it's short, simple, and you get the point across. I think that's great. I think it's yeah. great. I really do. I think it's a great title. I, um, so, so when you were picking the five songs, was it, was it hard for you to decide, you know, I mean, I'm sure you write all the time, you know, I'm sure you, you kind of do that all the time. Was it hard to decide what you what you want to select for um, for the project, or was it kind of just like these ones? I like these ones a lot, or was there a deeper meaning to it where you said I really want to pick them because they all have these meanings to them? You know, it it was a process for sure. Whenever I moved to Nashville, I I stopped playing shows because I kind of felt like I had figured that part out. Um, I felt really confident in my performing ability and what I didn't feel super confident in was my writing yet. And I love to write. It just didn't feel like in comparison to where other people were in Nashville, I just felt like I hadn't really stepped into that zone of, okay, this is me. Like I was kind of writing all over the place from like really pop songs to like really traditional country. And I just hadn't found my exact place yet and what I wanted to say. So I knew that I really needed to focus in on uh, writing. And so I stopped playing shows and I was like, I'm going to take a whole year and just write like crazy. And I wrote with anyone and everyone and just wrote, I wrote an EDM song. <laughs> I wrote the most like, you know, traditional country you can get. I, and everything in between. And I, um, finally felt finally, there we go, uh, fell onto these five songs and they all kind of came out towards the end of that year. And I just feel like it got to a point where I 
I knew that these were on brand for like who I am. Like, I don't want it to be like, you listen to Hallie Kearns, the artist, and it doesn't line up with who I am as a person. Like, I want you to hear these songs and understand who I am as a person better. So that's the place I wanted to get to. And I felt like these five really do a good job of kind of encapsulating um, who I am just in feel and in lyric and in everything. They just say, this is me. Isn't that so important? Cause you know, I feel like not, not always, but especially, you know, people who are just kind of trying to get their, you know, get their foot in the door and, you know, cut their teeth and, and, and figure out the music world. Right. Sometimes they just put things out just to get music out there, but it's kind of cool as, as, a, as a young, as a young artist and as a, as a young songwriter that you're putting things out where you say, I want to like, there's a deeper meaning to it than just yeah. here's the song. You know, And there's nothing wrong with just putting out, you know, here's the song. Sure. Um, but it's kind of cool that, that, that you were like, eh, I want to put something out where, where it shows me. And I also like how you waited to find that, that sound or that, that, that niche, if you will, before you put it out. Cause there are some people that say, yeah, I honestly, I don't like what I put out three years ago, but I like what I put out now. Yeah. But I mean, they're not going to take it down. I mean, For it depends, sure. but. I don't think we'll ever get to a place where I say I don't like these songs, which is really exciting for me. I knew I needed to get to a place where I could put these five songs out and no one in the whole world could like them. And I would still be confident that these were meant to be out at this time. That's and, it. You know, and the plan is to grow and get better and uh, develop and everything. And But my goal is to not look back and be like, wow, that was terrible. But instead, that's where I was at that time. And I'm proud of what I did when I was there. Awesome. So let me ask you then. So if you have... So I'm going to ask you two questions because I don't want to get into part. There's a reason why I'm asking this. So who influences you when it comes to like things that you pull for your own music? Just out of curiosity. Out of like just sonically? Just, yeah. Yeah. For like, like any, any artist that you listen to, I, it does, I don't even care what genre. It could be anyone, but you know, who do you, who do you listen to? And you're like, oh, I kind of like that. And then you try and, you know, emulate it or, or, you know, do something similar and that kind of thing. So I think my influences come from a lot of, it just kind of all walks of life. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, right now it's this. Um, mm -hmm. I think it kind of was just like my upbringing and where it all came from. But I grew up 90s country, like Dixie Chicks, um, Martine McBride, Faith Hill, Shania Twain, like that whole era of 90s women, that kind of thing. And then Alan Jackson, George Strait. Um, mm -hmm. And then I grew up listening to like a lot of loved Taylor Swift growing up. Absolutely loved her. It's kind of what got me hooked on playing guitar. And I'm, I know that's kind of like that cliche. I'm a little blonde. Who's oh, it's not, it's not cliche. I'm just, I'm just not on the Taylor Swift train and I've never been yeah. on the Taylor Swift train, but that's just me. That's just me. I recognize it. That's just me. Right. Right. So yeah, I was huge on her growing up and she was really the first person I felt like lyrics related to me um, being like a preteen when her first few albums were coming out or maybe even younger than that, but it was just like, oh my gosh, she understands me and she relates to me through music and like putting my feelings in words that I had never heard before. And that made me really want to do the same for other people. So that's, she was a huge influence of mine. Um, Colby Calais was a really big one. Jason Murad, oh, yeah. I always loved him lyrically and everything. And then got really into like Nora Jones, Rayleigh Montaigne and um, listened to a ton of top 40, both poppy and country growing up too. Nice. And now yeah. I'm really into like Seaforth, Ingrid Andrus. Um, cool that kind of vibe right now. Cool. That's awesome. I think it's, all walks of you know, but that's, but that's nuts because I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I've said this so many times, so many times that people probably get pissed when they hear me say this, but I didn't grow up listening to country music. I really didn't um, like at all. Like, in the, like, I can't tell you, I can tell you the first time I was like, Oh, I like this, which means it wasn't very long ago. I mean, I, I was, um, I was a junior in high school. 
maybe yeah i was about a junior in high school and i listened to rascal flats and i was like wow this is dope what song was it <laughs> bust a broken road i i could have called it i should have guessed oh, but, okay but before you like uh could have guessed it it's great but my favorite rascal flat song is probably like i'm moving on which is like a super early one yeah. which is a great one but i was like oh i really like this and then i kind of like then me and my buddy uh we went to see rascal flats it was my first concert ever first concert ever i was 17 so i go see rascal flats it was great i loved it and then um I was like, this is kind of cool. I'm going to like start listening to this because something that I always like to say is I grew up on rock, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, CCR, um, you know, endless Brian Adams, whatever, all that stuff. So that's what I grew up on. And I was like, these guys are doing similar stuff to what I like and to like what some of my heroes have done compared to like what my friends were listening to, you know, like the rap and all that stuff. And not saying I don't like rap music. I do like some rap, rap music, but um you know, it's just not typically my thing. Started listening to Rascal Flats, then kind of got into Dan and Shay on the same kind of track kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and then I like found rock country, like Brantley Gilbert and like Jacob Ryan and uh, Al Dean and like guys like that. And like Luke Bryan and, and like, you know, the bro country thing. And I dove into that and then it became an obsession. Now I'm everywhere in between and like all these different like everywhere. I pull stuff from everywhere and I'm like, I like this. I like this a lot. Like, who do I like? Really? Like, I love Lainey Wilson right now. I think she's oh, awesome. Yes, yeah. She's really great. into Lainey Wilson. She do it in my TikTok yesterday. That was hype. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I agree with you. I think that the, the pulling from all angles is is important. I think it shows too. I think it definitely shows when it comes to your music because you know, yeah. it's it's nice to see like kind of a variety. And then the reason, so the reason why I asked that was because um, when you look at this project you see a little bit of everything. It's not like a, it's not like a yank the heartstrings and make me cry all the way through because there's a few upbeat songs there too. And then there's also a couple of, you know, slower, let's turn it up in the car when no one's listening. And, or, or in my case, when no one's listening, I, not like, I never do. Yeah. <laughs> in my case. And, you know, let's pull the heartstrings a little bit. And I think that's awesome. Cause I think it shows, you know, that, that you can, you can write a sad song or you could write a slow song and you can also um, put together a upbeat, more poppy, not as traditional song. I think that's cool. I think it's yeah, super cool. Thank you. I'm a girl of many, many emotions and I wanted that to be relayed in this project for sure. Because I think if I experience all those things, I mean, someone else out there does too. So why not give them some lyrics that they can relate to and, um, maybe help heal or, you know, distract or whatever, yep. <laughs> whatever it may be from whatever they're feeling. Yep. I agree. I think, um, what one for me, there's one song that kind of stuck out and it's also, cause I know you've done the whole recently within like the last few days or so you did the whole behind the track thing, which I think is really cool, mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. And, um, I kind of picked it over. I already kind of already knew what you were going to say because I've listened to the, to the EP a bunch of times. So I kind of already knew how, how you were going to explain your song. But something for me that was that that kind of stuck out was so my favorite song is Before He Could. Um, I'm, awesome. a, I'm a sucker for a, for, for a sad song. I just um, I got to say, I, I'm a sucker for a sad song. And if I'm in the car and someone puts a sad song on, I'm going to sing. It's not going to sound good, but I'm going to sing. <laughs> it's going to sound like a dying animal, but I promise right. you I'll sing. Um, but the reason why I like it was, um, cause I think, tell me if I'm pretty sure this is what she said, but, um, it's about essentially, if you haven't listened to the song, it's about, you know, 
breaking someone, like doing the the breaking of the heart, right? Yeah. But there's also another side to it where like you can kind of listen to it. And as for someone who's had their heart broken, you can kind of listen to it and like hear that other part to it too. Like there's two sides to it. And just because you did the heartbreaking doesn't necessarily mean you're okay. Does that make sense? Did I get that right? I don't even know. Yeah, no, you're completely spot on. That's exactly what I was trying to say in the song. My dad actually put it so well yesterday. (laughs) He he was talking about it and he's like, yeah, you kind of like took the chicken shit way out of that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's exactly like what I'm saying. Like it was this fear of like, this is going so well. And this, this is, this is feels too good to be true. And so I'm going to leave before you have the chance to break my heart. And there, that heart, that breaking of the heart was never guaranteed or never promised. It's just like this fear you have, maybe even hurt in the past. Maybe, you know, you're scared of commitment, maybe, you know, and whatever the answer may be for you personally, like just leaving someone in hopes that you don't get your heart broken. Like that is in, I think that's also like, you can be really hurt as the person who breaks the heart too. Um, and I kind of explained that before the right behind the track thing where I, I have had my heart broken in that way. Like I've had someone walk away cause it felt too good to be true. And they, you know, they explain that way later down the road kind of thing. Or I've also had the instance where I've left something that I felt like was too good to be true and then later regretted it. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it at the time, but you just, right. um, when things are so good, it can be scary. Cause you think the only way it can go is down from there. So, right. Um, but when yeah. the du- when the dust clears, you realize you kind of realize. Yeah, a little time um, and perspective. You're like, oh, maybe that wasn't the thing to do right then. Which is crazy because you think about it and you're just like, I wish I would have thought about that then, and not <laughs> not now, all the way. And like you're like you're like, shit. Why did I put myself through this? If I realize down the yeah. line that it was for the better at the end of the day, whether it's a mutual thing or like a positive thing or a negative thing, or if a relationship, uh, you know, fixes itself and it's not like a crappy breakup or whatever but at the end of the day it's like if i realized it then then maybe these last six seven eight months i don't know however long it would be wouldn't have been so crappy (laughs) right it's almost like you're controlling so much the point where you're actually hurting yourself i know it's nuts it's nuts but that song that song kind of uh kind of uh pulled the uh pulled the old heartstrings i think did you play that on the uh on the upstar uh rcm uh virtual uh I showcase think I, did. I think i did was it that one that you played? it was either that one or shoes to fill because that's my other one that's the other oh, one i love but you played one of them and i remember i i commented in there and i was like because i think you played what's it you played earlier right it was like earlier yeah it was yeah. i think it was like 11 o'clock or something and i remember i was like man it's 11 o'clock and you're making me tear up this isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, that's right that was you i was like <laughs> you're making me tear up and then you can't and make me cry before noon. You can't do that. I was like, this isn't fair. Like, I didn't sign up for this. I just got to sit here. This is not fair. Um, but you, you <laughs> threw me through the ringer. It wasn't fun. <laughs> That's why, you know, I, I actually, I'm a sucker for sad songs too. That is, that is my favorite. I love a sad girl moment more than anything. So it was really hard for me to decide on just one song for this album. But I really did feel like 2020 has been heavy enough on so many people that I was not trying to really like weigh everyone down, but there will be a lot more uh, heartbreak songs coming because those are my to write and perform and everything. So I love it. I love it. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> grab more nude all the time. <laughs> full, full speed ahead. I'm ready. I'll play them at 9 a.m. I don't care. It doesn't matter. As long as you put them out, I'll play them. All day long. <laughs> I do not care. Not at all. Um, so Let's then let's let's let, you know we're we're talking we're getting into sad boy sad girl hours here. Let's turn it up 
And then we'll, we'll talk about, you know, pick me up. That's a jam. Yes. That's a massive jam. Thank you. So, um, and then whatever you do, same thing. So why don't we, you know, kind of talk. Oh, okay. Do you think pick me up's kind of got nineties vibes? Cause I think it kind of does. I think it does a little bit, which I'm kind of happy you said that. Cause Glad I, we're on the same page here. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm so good with that. Um, especially just some of the phrasing and stuff. I think it has some nineties country influence for sure in it. Um, and even just like the intro production wise and everything is very, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but yeah. I get what you're saying. I get, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I think, and everyone loves nineties country. So I, I have, I've yet to meet one person who says, I don't like nineties country. I don't, I, I've, no, I've yet I to mean, meet someone. It, yeah. And I, maybe that's cause that's the era we grew up in. And that is just, it's like the home base for country. I feel like it's for just, sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love a good, you put on like, let's say we're like in the car and you're just like, I'm going to throw in a song. Someone puts on, man, I feel like a woman. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Damn. You're absolutely- like, listen, let's go. I, I, I'm a manly man, but let's go girl. Come on. <laughs> like, let's do it. I, you know, you, I just, you know, you got to sing. You just got to sing along or that scene from, uh, you know, you ever see the Santa Claus too? Um, probably with Tim Allen, Tim Allen, high quality Christmas movie. One of my favorites when she gets up and she goes, yeah, I want to be a singer. And she's got Santa Claus on her sweater and they're in the restaurant. She stands up and she sings like a, like a Christmas version of man. I feel like a woman. She goes, I feel like a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I think this was a fever dream. I don't remember this part at all. (laughs) I don't think so. I watched it like 20 times this Christmas season. I promise you it's there. I promise you, it's great. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's funny. Don't worry, I'll send you the clip. White Chicks, that um, that one part from White Chicks, the what is that? Vanessa song, Vanessa. Oh, uh, (laughs) and I need you. (laughs) And then Terry Crews is like, he's in the car. He goes, and I miss you, and now I wonder. It's like songs that you just can't have like this tough manhood aura on. (laughs) you're singing like, you, you just got to sing it you have to sing it it's a must sing and whoever has uh, headphones on right now i'm sorry i should have done a done a quick little uh disclaimer because i must have made your ears bleed with my singing no one wants to hear that <laughs> no one wants to hear that um so great i love all the versatility going on i think it's fantastic i love it it's just a great project it has a great vibe the cover art is great too it's got that it's got that vibe yeah. It's got the good, it's got the vibes, like the, the, what we were talking about, like, you know, that, 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 that like canvas look, I don't even know if that's the right word, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like the, yeah. the vintage thing, the vintage thing, you know, that, sure. that's what I'm going yeah. And I think it's cool. You got the white boots on those like knee high, like old school mm-hmm. boots, mm-hmm. fire, <laughs> great you. stuff. I don't know how you walk in those, but fire, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Lots of practice. I, I just got a new pair of cowboy boots and uh, I love them. Now you got it. Wear them in a Nashville. You're right. Because I wear them around here and people give me looks. I'm okay with sure. that. I can't imagine. I, I'm still kind of learning how to walk in. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, you got to break them in. The heels are a little, uh, you know, a little out of my comfort zone. I'm figuring it out though. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> it's great. Um, so how do you feel? You got 210,000 streams on just Spotify alone in 2020. Yeah. Uh, Is that crazy or what? It actually just hit 415,000. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah. So like double that. No, I'm just but no, I'm I'm She's so that cool, guys. Double that. <laughs> like, actually, let me flex on you. Real quick. So, but, 
uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, it's been out for five months. Uh, in two days from now, it'll be five months since my first song came out. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what I expected, but it definitely wasn't this. And people have just taken to it so well. So many radio stations are playing it. Like that's just Spotify. And I always forget. Cause I think in this industry, especially we're always looking at Spotify because it's the most artist friendly. It definitely keeps you the most updated on your numbers and just all that kind of stuff with your stats and all that. But right. I just, I mean, it's being played in like, I think our last list had like 20 something countries that are playing it on radio. And it's, it's so cool. Like I'm, every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm like bragging and I hate that. I don't want to come <laughs> off like boasty or anything like that, but it's just like, it's really, really cool. Like this has literally been a dream of mine for so long. And so the fact that it's being received as well as it is, it just makes me really, really happy. You deserve it. How old are you? I don't, I don't even I mean, know. I just turned 24. 24. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're young. You are young. My God. I mean, it's only the start. Like, let's think about that. Yeah. It's crazy. right? Five months. It's only the start. That's nuts. And that's so awesome. Isn't it, isn't it funny to think about that? Some dude in like Rome is listening to your voice on, on the radio. <laughs> I know. I just picked a random country, like, like New Zealand. You got like. Rome felt so like dreamy exotic you know? <laughs> so, so exotic you know go get you know, some pizza in rome just like listening to pick me up yeah i've done like a cobble street you got went from like the lizzie mcguire movie you got pat you got apollo driving on the vespa <laughs> that's exactly what i was picturing <laughs> that's nuts that's so nuts to think about you got you got a dude in rome you got you got some dude named brian in new zealand listening to you know listen to some uh listen to some shoes to fill on the radio. Like think about how nuts that is that you're, that, that you can just be anywhere in the world and you just have like no idea. Yeah. I mean, you have an idea, but like not at that given time. I could be someone's favorite song and just not even know it. And that's, right? that is such a weird concept. Um, there's some guy in Ireland. I was on the front page of some Irish newspaper. And like, why am I on the front page of your newspaper? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're talking about the new potatoes that made it to the uh, to the country, and then there's you right next to it. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, we're it's just the whole thing's a potato. Then, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's mailing me a copy of it. I'm just like, this is this is awesome. That's crazy. That's I just stumbled so upon that. Like, I wouldn't have known, and it just would have gone out to all these people. And I don't know. Wow. That's weird. so That's crazy. Weird. Hey, really fast. hey, life's a crazy thing. Life mm -hmm. is a crazy thing, and I think your 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 social media presence probably helps with the whole yeah you know, yeah because of, i mean like you're doing the, what, what are you doing now you're 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 sending out stickers to fans right that's like that's yes. a big thing so that's really cool I saw you wrote a lot of uh letters and i yeah. commend you because my hand would probably be cramping i don't know how you did that but i know. love writing i journal every single day so i think i'm a little trained with that but i my hand was hurting after it was like 50 something letters and, you know, I was going to write just like, thanks so much, Hallie, but I can't because I was like, oh, that feels so like if I got that, I would be sad. Like I would want more. So I wrote everyone like these long letters when I could have just like, been like thanks. Bye. But <laughs> I wrote, you know, like personalized letters to everyone and it's really special and really fun. And I like, obviously those people have gone like above and beyond to support me and share my music and stuff. So it's the least I can do, but definitely took a while. And it was For something sure. that kept me a little busy during Christmas break. Cause other than Good. that, I've been sleeping and eating and holding my baby nephew. And that's it. Hey, it's all right. When I was for, for six months during this whole quarantine, ah, probably like five during this whole like quarantine thing, I literally would wake up at like one 30 
and then go to sleep at like 3 a.m. and then just do it all over and like not leave my house. Yeah. Like I shower, maybe shower every once in a while if I was feeling, yeah. if I was feeling cool. Who cares about that? Right? And the flies start coming. That yeah, flies like, yeah. start coming. You know, you start, you start getting gnats all over the place. Terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe go for a drive every once in a while and just, you know, right. burn some gas. But that's I keep seeing these TikToks about like, oh, I went to Target today, like highlight of my day. And I'm like, that's. <laughs> but I think everyone coped in the best way they knew how and like the only way they knew how so there's no wrong way to do it for sure hey I did this this is what I started in quarantine that's that awesome cool? though you actually got something productive out of quarantine <laughs> I know I never thought I never thought I'm not that productive I'm not that I just you know got lucky that's what happened yeah. I got. and it's something you love it doesn't feel like work so for sure Hallie thank you so much you are the bomb diggity Oh my gosh. That's all I've ever wanted to be called. Thank you. <laughs> the sarcasm there is, is, is apparent. The sarcasm is apparent on that one. All right. Listen, Thank you. This has been it's an episode of Rose. Too. Yeah. Oh, on the bomb diggity. I made it. I'm the bomb diggity. Look at that. <laughs> this episode has been a bunch of roasting and I'm so it really- for it. I'm so <laughs> for it. It, great, it creates a fantastic dynamic. Absolutely. Fantastic. I'll come to Nashville. I'll roast you more. I promise you that. I would love nothing more than that. That's 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 my that's my main personality trait, roasting. <laughs> so you put in well with my family, then that's all. <laughs> I feel like after I'm leaving here, I'm just going to come back to Nashville, like the rudest human, because all my family does is just make fun of each other. So I'm going to come back. My friends are like, what happened to you? I'm like, it's just, it's my family. <laughs> it's it's friendly rudeness. It's yeah, not, exactly. it's it not means I love you. If I'm roasting you, we are tight. We are good. <laughs> thank you. See, thank you. My friends always say to me, this is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to close this out. But my friends always say, why are you so mean? And I'm like, I'm not mean. I love you. That's why I'm being mean. <laughs> if I'm like, not you, you should be worried. <laughs> like if I'm busting your balls, like I'm, I, I like you. Like that's how this goes. It's it, it's like some weird reverse psychology. Let's get you know, on. I'm that. Let's hop on the train, people. Okay, let's get on the sarcasm train. It's leaving the station. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. That's all I gotta say. Cool. <laughs> Hallie, thanks so much for coming to hang out with me. I really Thank appreciate you for having it. me. So you want to uh, you want to shout out your social media so everyone absolutely yeah. My website is just halliekerns.com, and then all of my social media is just halliekerns on anything. Fantastic. Nice and easy. Not a hard name to spell either. So don't, don't it worry. It is a little difficult. A little difficult. Uh, no, you know. H-A-L-L-E-K-E-A-R-N-S. I get that right? yep. Look at that. Nailed Spelling Bee champion. All right, everybody. Go check out Hallie's new EP. Finally, anywhere you listen to music. This is another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to go rate, subscribe, give us five stars, and remember to follow us on Instagram. Please, a lot of updates there at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday at 11 a.m. Like I said, I'm Kyle. That's Hallie. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.